Aisha from God FM, and uh, actually, I don't know what the date is, but it's sometime in November. I think it's the nineteenth or the yeah eighteenth. <sighs> so I hope you're all having a great uh, day, uh, weekend. Um, reason for the song came to me early this morning. Actually, my achy breaky heart. It's all about mind over matter, having uh, the mind to remain focused and having your heart in place, in the right place with the Lord. If you notice, it's a big attack on uh, anybody who believes in God and the, the following of Christ at the moment. And God is love and the earth is an anagram for the heart. So there is a, an attack on any follow, followers of Christ uh, and people who are um, written with new laws on their hearts also. And uh, this is a formula that's still taking place, I believe, as the Spirit of the Lord is put upon all of uh, the people of God, and the laws are written into your heart. And I believe this, as this is written, 
because it's carved into your heart, it's quite a painful process uh, of changing your personality, your character, meeting the requirements of the Lord and refining you. Just like it says in the Bible of gold, but also it is also about electricity, <laughs> as I've talked about before and uh, being elect and so we know that uh, the current electrical grid is uh, a trickery it's electricery and uh, this is why you got the black and white wire black and red wires blood for christ and uh, red and and black for death and then you've got the earth wire also for the heart and so I believe this is, there's no accidents. I believe even all the movies, all the songs, everything is created by uh, the Lord or, or behind, everything is with the Lord's knowledge and uh, it's encoded with words and there's so much that I can see. Um, I've had so many revelations this week. Uh, it's been incredible. Um Praise the Lord. Um, I've had a, a, quite a hard week. One of the hardest weeks I've had. I think um, it's all about uh, having faith and trusting the Lord. But one of the reasons I've brought this achy, breaky heart is because a lot of people are dying from heart attacks. And uh, one of the things um, I've come to realize is that obviously when you die, your blood thickens and uh, your heart doesn't process the blood very easily. And uh, most of the people who are suffering with heart conditions, uh, because there's too much acid in their, in their body, we're not getting the nutrients and the nourishments and uh, the ions and the coppers and all those things from the earth and from the vegetables, we're lacking a lot of essential um, minerals and things that normally we would get from our food products, um, from our water and uh, from the air as well. Everything has a, an impact. What I've uh, come to realize is that with... Um, as being the salt of the earth, Jesus Christ was speaking to us in code, in his parables. Everything that he was saying has another meaning, more than you realize, more layers to it. We are the salt of the earth, and if you lose your saltiness, what good are you but only good for the rubbish heap? Now, what I've come to understand is the saltiness, we are lacking salt in our body. Um, bicarbonate of soda, um, as I've already discussed before, I took it for three months when I was overweight, thinking this would help me. Because one of the reasons people suffer with um, cancers and candida and all those things is because they've got acid and they need to even out the um, the levels in your body. 
So with this, I noticed I didn't get hangovers as well if I was drinking, when I was a drinker. So this means that oxygen is going around your body more and that the blood is pumping more as well. It's, it's a way of thinning down the blood, I think. But it's also the saltiness, which gets rid of um, the, the toxins. Uh, so if we think about it logically, all right, I want you to think about the ocean for a second. And around the ocean, on the harbour fronts, what we have is beautiful luscious green uh, trees and plants and things. This came to me this week. And you don't get stale salt water, really. Um, everything around it grows really well. So, we are mammals. Now, this is another thing that uh, I had. We are mammals and whales and uh, that kind of thing are also mammals. But yet we're on the land. Why is this? Because we're salt. We've got the saltiness, like bacon, like pigs. Pigs are very intelligent. So it's about your makeup and your DNA that makes you who you are. You're not an animal. You're a human being, a created being made in the image of God. Uh, the, the earth is full of salt water, uh, with the sea water. And then we've also got the salt water above it. It is all about saltiness. If you lose your saltiness, it's because Jesus knew that in these times we would need extra salt or we'd need bicarbonate sodas. Um, I believe. This is what I think, okay? Um, obviously, you do your own research. Um, but this logically makes sense to me. Uh, if you notice, like, if people are dying, uh, their blood is thickening and they get a clotting. And this causes heart attacks, it causes strokes, uh, it causes Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, all of these things, cancers. Um, and if you've got problem with your blood, that contains your soul, right? So your blood contains your living soul. And what good are you if you haven't got any salt in you? Uh, because we are the salt of the earth, our soul needs the salt also. I think it's all connected because your body, soul and spirit come together. So um the other thing I've noticed is uh, I've got a really close friend who um, had to have the injection to travel to visit his uh, mother and uh, he's had problems with his heart and he's got a terrible cough um, and I believe it's all connected with what Jesus said about your saltiness about making sure you've got the right levels inside you, about electricity. You see, your heart is essentially a machine like electric. It's electrified. It's It needs the electrons to, uh, to all work. Your brain communicates with your heart. Uh, it's like a computer system. 
and we are elect. So it, it needs the energy, the capacity for the heart to run. And, uh, if you're feeling down and your heart broken as well, that affects your energy levels and you become negative energy. And this attracts demonic, which is near death because you're in a fleshly body, which leads to death. Everything of the spirit leads to life. When we have accepted the Holy Spirit and we are reborn in Christ, this is why he came here, because he came to release us from death in our fleshly bodies. I believe. <laughs> this is why he sowed his seed. That's why he talks about the seed. But he also talks about who, who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Because you only have that if you've got the spirit. You need the spirit to overcome the fleshly body desires, the life of the flesh. That's why Jesus says, follow me. I think. Mm-hmm. Because in the, in the end, you have to choose your master. Is it the flesh or the spirit? Yes, we're in a, a body. And so it makes it very tough. So that's why Paul's letters are so helpful because he had this battle of the flesh and against the spirit. <sighs> so these are the things that I've uh, come to, to know. Uh, because they put all our poo in the ocean, they're contaminating the ocean. Um, this will affect all sea animals and... Um, it's okay. Yeah, I was actually going to come up with a sermon called Have You Seen My Asshole? <laughs> because I've, I've got no loo roll and it's taken my loo roll with it as well. Okay. What I've discovered is that Satan is the anus, if you like, because that's where waste goes, rubbish, refuse, as in refuse to worship Christ. Um, will not worship God, wants to be like God. So, and then you've got the iris, which is serious, your eyes, but it's also your temple. And it's where uh, wisdom comes from. It's also your magnet. Uh, it's uh, a magnet in the center. So this is where you communicate with the Lord in the spirit. Now, the electrical currents that I've come to understand, they affect your communication with the Lord. Huh. So very interesting it is. So it's an attack on your mind as well. Um, the current vibrations of the electricity are very negative. Um, and uh, it's a known fact that um, if there's too much electrical uh, current, of the negative kind, you suffer from suicidal thoughts and you become very depressed because it lowers your vibrations because it's all about electric trickery of Satan because he's the trickster. But it also affects your heart and um, radiation does. It affects your heart and it affects your head. Um and so you, some of you may know that um, I've had problems with these things at my home. 
So this is how I've come to to know these things. Um, and I, that's why I believe I have to go through these sort of trials and experiences. Um, and it has it's made me very depressed. Um, and it's made me very uh, negative. Um, and so it's about keeping your vibration high and uh, prayer. Um, what I got um, last night and this morning was to look at curses again. Uh, so I did. And there's uh, Derek Prince who goes over curses and blessings and signs of being under a curse. And so he does this amazing prayer. It's on YouTube. And he tells you what to say to the Lord to be released from any generational curses. You see, it's all about negative energy as well. You see, this is what happened on the mountain. Moses gave us the blessings and the curses and all the laws. Now, we're not under the law. You see, this is because we're in the spirit. Now, this the law is all to do with the flesh. Because in the spirit, it's written on our hearts. So if you can understand it, it's moved over the grid to a different grid in the spirit um, to free us from this uh, sort of matrix, if you like, the way I see it. So it's about... Uh, following the spirit and being like Christ to free you from the dominion of the flesh and the rulership because you are who you follow. Um, okay, so I had a, uh, this download that I needed to repray over curses because what's happening is it's a beast system and it's a demonic system at the moment. And it is spiritual. Whether you believe it or not, you can see it or not, it is a spiritual attack, which manifests quite often, and in most cases, in a physical form. So um, you will suffer many uh, consequences of curses, like you you just don't reproduce financially or in the flesh. Children, uh, can't have children. Um your family falls apart, uh, your life falls apart, your income falls apart. Sometimes this is also a test from the Lord, but it can also be a curse. Where do they come from? Curses can come from God. If you have not followed all his commandments, if you've swayed away, then it's a terrible thing to come under the judgment of God. And this is one of his judgments is to curse you. And it can go on for four generations. Um so if you, you know, worship idols or do witchcraft or anything, it can manifest in curses in the spiritual realm through demonic forces who can get into your life. Um, and it can happen like you often hear people say, oh, this happened to my dad and now it's happened to me and it'll lead them because it's a generational thing. This is what I, when I was listening to Derek Prince today, so really thinking, yeah, this is exactly what happened to my dad. This is what happened to my mum. Oh, wow, it's very amazing. And it is. It's about making sure that you redo your sinner's prayer. 
you acknowledge Christ as your Lord and Savior, you surrender everything, you forgive all your uh, people who have betrayed you, hurt you, uh, as you are forgiven by Christ, to level out the negativity and to receive the blessings of Abraham. And uh, these blessings of Abraham are so important because they're for all of us who are children of Christ, for those who believe and have surrendered to Christ to receive the blessings. But if you don't acknowledge your sins and you don't repent and you don't forgive others, then you're not entitled to the blessings. It's very interesting because you're still held in a curse. Uh, it's a positive negative thing. Like I'm trying to explain what I'm being shown. <laughs> you can't serve two masters. You can only serve one master. Um, so <laughs> these are the things I found. So it's about the parables, all of the parables that Jesus gave us. Um, he talks about the saltiness. He talks about the seeds. All of his parables have double meanings. They're all encoded with messages. They're layers within a layer, real wheel within a wheel, time within a time, a message within a message, a letter within a letter, a word within a word, a time within a time. Time, space, matter doesn't really exist, if you learn what I mean. Because God is beyond time, space, matter, so that when you're in the spirit, you are beyond the physical. So uh, if you're truly in the spirit, then you follow the spirit, the Christ, and uh, in his glory. But if you think that you've done it yourself and you didn't need God, then you see you're excluded because you're not acknowledging Christ and who brought the Spirit, who is the, the helper. And only comes through Christ. And there's only one way to God through Christ. So, you know, all of this is connected. And um, it's very humbling what I'm going through. <sighs> I also think that we're getting close to a time where everything will come together very quickly. And uh, we're going to find it quite tricky to function because the current electrical grid operates through Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, even the lights, which is 6G. And um, this is about controlling your mind. This is what the World Economic Forum tells us. Now, I've already told you that I believe only God can upload and download thoughts and control your mind and your heart. But Satan wants to rule and he wants to rule from the temple. The spirit of the Antichrist, I believe, is all those people who don't follow God. And it's a spirit made up of a body of people, just like the spirit of Jesus Christ is made up of a body of people. And Satan's temple uh, is the AI, uh, artificial intelligence, and it's also the demons 
and uh, fake uh, fake aliens, you know, because aliens aren't real anyway, okay? It's all demonic forces. And it's about technology. You see, because Satan can't do what we can do. We've got to understand who we are in Christ and the authority and the power that comes with this, that we have authority over the dead and over spiritual dark forces. Sometimes it takes a bit more effort because uh, to keep the wind out, you've got to keep, um, you've got to keep the window closed. Sometimes you have to hold it closed, um, and seal it shut. Um, I think this is also why Jesus talks about the burglars, because if you knew when the burglars were coming, you would have uh, been on guard. That's why he says, be ready. Because no one knows the day or the hour that Satan will take his seat. And Christ is going to obviously manifest everything that he's given us in the revelation. Um <laughs> Now, what I've also heard from the Lord, and I've often always talked about this, is uh, the names of the people, the names of the places, and the tribe is real, uh, being real, have you got eyes to see and hear. You know, when Jesus talks in parables, his disciples say to him, why do you talk in parables? You know, why don't you speak plainly? He said, oh, that's because this is knowledge for only for you who have eyes to see and ears to hear so that it is there, but people don't see it and they can't hear it if they're not meant to. That's why the Bible's so special. It's so amazing it is because it's a window to God, to see God, to, to see his face literally and his glory. The other thing I've noticed is the words and the letters. Now, you know what's interesting is if you send someone some correspondence, you write a letter, don't you? With lots of words in it, with lots of letters that make up the words. Because it's a loop within a loop and a time within a time. Jesus' new will and testament, as in the New Testament, is a will. It's God's will for our inheritance, for our claiming of our inheritance. It's about being elect. It's for our elect in Christ that receives this inheritance. So, of course, Satan would also pretend to be elect as an electric. Yes. Because Christ is the light and the word and the truth. And Satan is the false bearer of light. The light that he gives is not true. It's a war between truth and lies. Jesus says the truth will set you free. This isn't just about speaking the truth. It's about knowing the truth. It's about preaching the gospel. About sharing the, the love of Christ. It's about actions not words as well. It's about manifesting those words into reality because it's spiritual into the physical. So I had a dream a couple of years ago and on it in the dream was a like a string. It was a fine thread across the room and it was um, 
On top of the string were written words, written in white that glowed like light. And the words were moving and jumping. And we were almost rainbowy uh, colors as well, but very white. And the words were jumping along this little fine thread. And on the end of the thread was a hook. And the hook, well, there was lots of threads. And the hooks would be hooked into my arm. And then another thread would come and hook into my arm. And I never knew what that meant until yesterday, I think it was, when I've worked out what it meant. And because Jesus is a fisherman, he fishes you in with his hook of words. It's like a romance. Once you really want to know, and he'll show you, he says this, knock and the door be opened, ask and it will be given. You also, by what you do, you demonstrate who you follow. So, if we offend God and we don't follow God, if we have come to know the truth and the grace of the Lord, and then we drift off again, we do come under God's punishments as well. I believe that that's probably also what's happened to me a bit. Um, I drifted off a bit. I took a loan I couldn't afford to pay back. Um, and I should be the head, not the tail. As is the blessings of Abraham. So sometimes we get drifted off our course and we don't realize. Telling white lies is another one. See, because Satan's prowling like a lion and it's a spiritual war between truth and lies. So if you lie but proclaim to be telling the truth, then you're not serving the truth, are you? So you can't be mixed. You have to be fully, fully on board. But also, what I'm saying is there's not, um, it's not a dead end if you drift off. Um, yes, you will come under God's scrutiny, testing, judgment, but he will use it for your good to enhance you, to bring you closer to, to the Lord. Because also, if you notice in your trials, you do become closer to God. You start to really wonder what's going on, what's happened, why is this happening? And it makes you want to know more about the Lord. So this brings you back on the course. Often uh, we don't realize that we've done something wrong or we've just excused ourselves. Um, and it's not just one person, there's lots of people, many people who go to church, they don't pay the right taxes or, you know, whatever. They slept with someone they weren't married to. This, you know, we're, we're made of the flesh. And this is why Paul wrote his letters, because it's such a war to remain in the truth and in Christ. And we don't get uh, the full protection, you see, if we get drifted off. Hmm. So it's very humbling when you come under the testing of the Lord. But you see, there's only one that is perfect. 
and that is Jesus Christ. Hmm. I know that the Lord is with me because he gives me all this love and peace and joy when I pray. And the, of course the Lord does get very cross as well. He was very, very angry with us when we disobeyed him. So, but it's better to come under God's judgment on earth than to face eternity in hell. So think of these things when you're going through trials as a time to, to rectify what you've wronged. That's what I'm finding. Oh, yes. The other thing I was thinking about this week is I've been saying, oh, Lord, hurry up and come down here, you know. But actually, we really need to think about this because wishing that the Lord would come here really is, well, it's going to be a dreadful day when the Lord comes. It's a great and dreadful day as it's described and people die of heart failure, of fright. They're so frightened. And while I was talking to my friend about it, I saw a picture in my mind and I imagined Christ in a white outline in the sky speaking and the whole world hearing him and everybody having terrible fear that a great and dreadful day of the Lord had arrived. And suddenly I understood that when this day happens, you'll wish that you had more time to put things right and get ready. So it's great, actually, that we've got more time. But it's also about saving other souls and bringing them to the knowledge of Christ through what we do and, and what we've learned in our experiences. <laughs> It's been an incredible week. Um, my hot water stopped working. And uh, so I <laughs> had to boil up kettles and pots and things. Um, and I really just felt very defeated. Um, had problems with cars and all sorts of things. Uh, problems in the house problems in my family, so many problems. And <coughs> I want you to know that no matter how hard it gets, we've got the Lord with us. Um, no matter how horrible things get, no matter how horrible people are to you, how much people hate you, remember that they hated Christ and that we are to pray for our enemies, not to take vengeance on them because they don't know any better. We must remember that we've got Christ with us and that's where our strength comes from in our hope and joy and peace that comes with this. Now also family is the other thing. Because we're coming up to this Christmas period, 
Um, many of us celebrated Christmas as children, and it brings back memories of being united with our families, opening presents, and exchanging of gifts. But this is a pagan time. And I've never really liked Christmas. Since I left home, I've always had horrible Christmases, to be honest. <laughs> I think I've had one or two good Christmases. This is when I used to celebrate it. And I always wondered why. I come to know why now. Because it's not about Christ Christmas. Santa Claus is Satan. Exchanging presents is undermining what Christ did. When Christ came here, he was given gifts. And uh, the Maggie who gave him all the gifts. This represented the importance of Christ. So by us all buying presents for one another and we don't even receive the acknowledgement for the gifts. We give acknowledgement to a person called Santa Claus, who is Satan, who comes down the chimney, fire, ashes, death. See how it's all connected in a tree, which represents what's happened in the garden. So we need to stop celebrating these pagan festivals. There's nothing about this Christmas in the Bible. Well, there is. Jeremiah goes on about the tree and the tinsel and, you know, getting it to stand up and all this. And these are pagan celebrations. Roman, Latin, Babylonian, Tower of Babel, all of it. Babylon never went away. We're still in Babylon. We're enslaved. You may not know it, but Christ sold us for nothing. He bought us for nothing. Notice this. As in his blood, you don't have to pay anything to be redeemed because Christ has paid that price in the cross, in the flesh, in the spirit, in the blood the blood of the Lamb. The other thing that's so interesting is that it's only Jesus Christ who can open the seals of the Revelation, the seven seals. You see, I wonder sometimes when I think about this whether there's a search that takes place for anybody who's worthy to try and understand, to unveil to open the seals. Okay, now what I got about the seals is because he's the lamb and he's the word, <laughs> he's also the king. When a, a king writes a letter, he will seal it with some wax and then have his ring to seal it. Okay, and then when you open the letter, it's only the person who receives the letter that can open the seal to receive the letter because that letter is written for them. Once you've broken the seal, then uh, you know that the seal's broken um, and uh, that's why it was sealed, so that it would get to the right person. So um, <laughs> this is why the seals are called seals um, in, the, in the Revelation because you're unraveling letters and words and truths a revelation 
a revealing of the truth of God's word, which is manifestation of the spirit into the flesh, back to the spirit again, where we all raised like Christ. You see, when Christ was uh, with his disciples, he was raised up and they saw this. And this is what uh, will happen also, I believe, to us. That's why it's written in the Bible for us to see. So we have an understanding. Oh, yes. Another thing I had from the Lord was um, Nehemiah. Again, I keep getting Nehemiah to read it and uh, Ezra's. And anyway... I wonder about Nehemiah being a prophecy as well. Some of these, you see, because it's a time within a time and there's nothing new under the sun, I wonder whether we also need to look at some of these things as a prophecy type of thing because it's something that's already happened, but it's got to repeat itself. What happens on earth must happen in heaven, you see. This is the thing. So the kingdom of heaven is upon you. Um, and so this is for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Because the kingdom of heaven will manifest itself through us, through the body of Christ, which is the temple. Because you are the temple of God. Now I want you to know I have not prepared this sermon today. This is totally off the cuff because I can't uh, print anything at the moment, can't use printers, can't use Wi-Fi. And so everything I'm speaking about is coming in my mind as I'm talking to you, okay? So it's not prepared as well. So a lot of the things are, are new to me as, as I'm speaking them because I, you know, I believe that the Lord is showing me these things. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, King of glory. Our mighty, amazing God. And it's a wonderful thing to have a great God. You know, our God is an amazing God. And it's just crazy that people don't believe. Um, it's easy as well to lose your faith. You know, even though the Lord does things for you and saves you and manifests himself in your life, what I find so interesting, all it takes is a couple of little wobbles and a couple of trials, and then we start to doubt God again. Isn't it interesting? I think it is. Everything's smooth and going great, and then we, you know, we have every confidence in the grace and the mercy and the love of Christ and the blessings of Abraham to come upon us. But when things are tricky and trials, then you know, when things go badly, we start to get cross and we're upset and we question what's going on. I've had it where I've said to God, well, hang on a minute. Your Bible says that fear not, for I am with you. Uh, I will not leave nor forsake you. Um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I go, well, come on a minute. You're supposed to be the truth. If this is written in your Bible, why are all these bad things happening to me? Hmm. These have been my questions. Uh, I've sulked, I've cried, I've um, thrown stroppies. 
Um, I haven't uh, shouted at God or anything, but I've cried and uh, and I've really spoken to God about it. And um, well, it's amazing because of what I realize is that we've got to go through trials to be tested, to know the testament, have a testimony, testimony, money, flesh, to bring it round back in one big circle, back into the word, back into the flesh, through the flesh, into the spirit. It's like a big circle. Um, and this way, uh, you are, um, um, fulfilling everything that happened to Jesus, but in another way, uh, that you can't see. But you can see if you've got eyes to see and ears to hear. But you have to live it. Like, it's like this. When you come to know God and you hand your life to Christ, what I found is that the Lord manifests Himself in your life. And it's so amazing, like when I came to God, it was so amazing it was. I was like, wow, God, you're amazing, you know. Um, and But it was for my eyes only. Maybe a, a few things my daughters saw, but everything else was encoded in words, road names, signs, songs, uh, TV shows, movies, everything. <laughs> And no one else would be able to identify with that because they're not me. And they hadn't had the level of communication of prayer that I, you know, I prayed to God. You know, when I came to God, I said, please, I just need to know you're real because I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I was really, really in a bad way. And the Lord made sure I knew he was real. But as I say, it only takes us a trial or two, and then um, my faith wanes, you see. And uh, so it's all about faith. It's the power of the mind, just like this song, uh, <laughs> my achy, breaky heart. Because also one of the things I've noticed when I was praying to God and I wasn't getting the answers, uh, what I want, yeah, it has to be God's will as well. It's about surrendering to God's will, not what you want. Because it's your desires of your flesh that lead you. So you have to bring Christ back in so that he leads you. And it's not your flesh. See? That's oh, so clever it is. But you have to go through these things to see and uh, be reminded. It's like having a little shake around um, and see what falls out. See what whether you're, you know, held together with a shoestring or whether you're made of strong, stronger stuff. Because God doesn't like weaklings. He likes strong people. But he makes you strong through your trials. How else would you be strong unless you are strengthened through Christ when you are weakest and at those moments you're closest to God? So only the only answer to being weak is Christ who strengthens you and builds you up in the temple, in the body of Christ, joining you to Christ through your weakness. It makes us stronger in Christ. That's, uh, wow. It's blow your mind. It really is. <laughs> you see, if you sin and go off and do things wrong, then 
what happens is this is an entry for the demonic and for Satan to come into your life and try and test you to see if you really are a follower of Christ or not. Because Christ wants his own children to get the inheritance. He doesn't want any of Satan's children to come to the inheritance because there's a war going on in heaven and there's a war going on earth. So it has to be the same here. So you've got to remember that Christ is standing with you through all of this. Um, and he's there through your weakness. Read the Psalms and, like I say, play Derek Prince. A lot of Derek Prince's uh, things are amazing. I really like what he says. What I've noticed is that when I put on Derek Prince today, I felt the lift in my house. I felt the lift of energy. I felt the holiness of his voice. And I felt the presence of the Lord through, through this Derek Prince. I want you to know this because in times of testing, we haven't got confidence sometimes. And so it's great when you can hear another Christly type person preaching the truth, reinforcing and strengthening you through the word of God and his own testimonies of what he's witnessed. Uh, he was telling some amazing stories about witchcraft and the power of it. And yes, it does have power. You've got to realize that there are forces at work and we need to have all of our armor. Ephesians 6.12, the weapons we fight, we fight with are the spiritual weapons and the words of Christ. The Bible itself is a weapon, strengthens us because God is the word in heaven. He is the word in the Bible and the word in the flesh. He is the spirit that he gave to us, joined to us. He is the head. He actually, since he is the head, we have to reach the same stage to get a crown. This is just coming to me. Hmm. Where do you crown yourself but on your head? So we have to reach the same level as Christ to be worthy. Um, as in, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, to understand his word. Um, when you know the truth, it's, it'll set you free. Okay. So God is the word and he's the truth and the light and the life, yeah? Okay, good. So I got this also. So by knowing the word, this gives you the truth which sets you free. And you can't get this unless you know the word. Now, because Christ is the word written, and he's also the word in the flesh, and he's also the word in heaven, you have to know all the Holy Spirit, God in the heaven, Jesus, and the Spirit. It's clever it is. So it's about elements um, that connect all the dots. Think of it like a treasure hunt. Uh, don't be frightened of it. Um Remember that God is watching everything. He's counted all the hairs on your head. He has control of everything. 
is ultimate authority. And there's nothing that happens to you without God's will. And there's nothing that God can stop God's plan for your life. You know, if you are in God's hands, there's no man that can pluck you out. You've got to remember it and trust it and believe it with all your heart, spirit and mind. You've also got to understand that the spiritual forces of darkness are at work and they're very strong at the moment. And I've also come to know, and I've already told you, that the churches haven't been doing the shepherding that they should have been doing. They haven't been uh, warning people of the final days of being upon us. They don't talk about the revelation. They don't talk about essential things that we need to know. That we need a relationship with Christ at a one-to-one level. No longer do we need a priest anymore to pray for us. This is why Christ came and died for us. That's why he turned the tables upside down. Because he had to set us free by dying on the cross. Through his death we're resurrected because of all the sins as the sacrificial lamb as the lamb that opens the seals as the word as the letters as I've already tried to it's all connected it's hard to explain it and put it into words <laughs> um in, even in my mind my poor tiny mind can only comprehend some of it by the time I've got the comprehension of it I've struggled to remember it um I've also sat and listened to some of my sermons and I go, wow, that's clever. And I I can't remember how I came to know that. Uh, But obviously it must be Christ. You see, um, (laughs) I've had it before where people say, oh, how do you, you know, you know that you're hearing from God? Well, I'll tell you how I know. Because the things that I come up with are far too intelligent for my own mind. (laughs) It's very humbling it is. Um, And Christ says it's no longer that you that will speak, but the Spirit inside you. Um, The other thing is, don't worship um, and idolize anybody, not even me. What I mean by this is the things that I'm shown are for you to hear and for me to to speak because it's what I've been shown. These are my testimonies to you. doesn't make me any more special than you are to God and that you can receive the same through prayer and um, the Lord has got a purpose for us all. So the other thing I was shown this week is... Uh, how Jesus leaves the 99 for the one sheep. And so we need to do that too. And, you know, I I realize also that before all these trials came upon me, I was very confident in my walk with God. So confident. I was full of myself, actually. I was so sure of who I was. 
Um, but through these trials, I've also had concerns. I've seen myself from a different angle. I've seen God from a different angle. Um, I've been beaten down a few pegs, that's for sure. I'm a shell of what I used to be. Very confident person. I'm very um, changed. I think humiliation is a good thing. When pride gets in the way, at least that's the way I look at it. I'd rather suffer humiliation uh, to regain my confidence in God's ability in my life. Not trusting in man, finances, because if God can look after the birds, what more can he do for you? Um, so in my walk where I've been tough, is that trusted in banks more money? Yeah, because um, I had the opportunity and I took it. Well, this isn't part of God's plan, that I should trust in man or banks, because these are the final days. And if you notice, all the banks are closing. The money system is having a bit of a reshuffle. And soon it's going to be very hard to operate without uh, submitting to a beast system. If you notice, if you are a speaker of truth and you offend certain people, then uh, it becomes very difficult to operate. Why? Because this is the beast system that is run by the beast of the sea, which is maritime law, because when we are birthed and we are lost at sea, according to this current legal system, it's all connected. Because um, we're also made of salt, saltiness, hence us being in sea, hmm. birthed. Everything's connected. Labor, labor. Labor force, the laborer, the laborers a few, people who do labor work, bricklaying, whatever, and then you've got the labor of your work, as in what you give birth to. Everything you do is written. You are writing your deeds as you walk your life. Amazing. So you actually create and write the words of your life. You decide whether it's Christ's words and Christ's will or whether it's your own will and your own word, which goes against God because he has a plan for your life. And the more you battle it, the more you'll struggle. I, like I found, with everything in my life, so many doors are shutting. I am in free fall. I just have to accept the whatever happens, happens. And it's all God's will. Now, you know what happens when you think like this? Is you start to think, well, I'm not frightened anymore. Because I know that it's God's will. And I'm in God's hand. 
if it's his will for me to go through this, then it's his will. But he strengthens me and he provides and he's there for me. Now, I want to also talk about suicide and negative thoughts, which happens with this negative electric, because it happened to me, okay? <clears throat> so in my uh, week, it's been very, very horrendous. Uh, yeah, really, I've wished I wasn't here. I really was really depressed, very, very down. Uh, and when I was listening to Derek Prince, he was saying, and it was today, as the Holy Spirit, I believe, led me to go and listen to Derek Prince, it was so appropriate, it really was, that uh, he was saying, don't wish yourself dead because then you bring the spirit of death upon you. Then he reminded us of what happened with Peter when Christ said, oh, the cock will throw, crow three times and you'll deny me. Three times. But then afterwards, Jesus gets Peter to acknowledge that he loves him. Three times. So beautiful. So, in the same way, I say to the Lord, I want life. I want life. I want life. I, I'm happy to be alive in Christ. I'm so happy and grateful that I've got Christ. I don't want this world of the flesh. I don't want the will of the Father that he'll be pleased with me. Whatever happens. And so it reminds me of someone I met in the hospital. He walked around and he was so depressed. He kept saying, kill me, kill me. So anyway, I got talking with him and he, in the beginning, would only say, kill me. And then after a while, because I kept saying, no, no, give me life, give me life. I got him to talk back a bit more. And then eventually he repeated back. What I said, which is give me life. I love Jesus. And um, the other staff were started to do the same. And, well, there's a lot of work that went into helping this man. And the staff were incredibly loving to him. And it's weird because uh, I realized that everything is part of God's plan. And anyway, through demonstrating love to people, we're filling them with Christ. <sighs> it's, it's because love unifies us. It's all in the Bible. It really is amazing. <laughs> so, yes, if you've had negative thoughts, if you have a weight on your chest, Definitely revisit curses, have those curses lifted. Um, if you are having trouble sleeping and your heart is beating funny, you're having problems with your breathing, really pray because we have authority over the demonic and the Lord will help you through it. And it also helps if you've got someone else to pray with you as well. Uh, we're two or more gathered, then Christ is with us, you know. Um, I was talking to my friend on the phone. We were talking about the Lord and everything that's happening. 
And then she said, oh, I feel warm. She said, I think it's because the Lord's with us. And I thought, it's so beautiful, it is. So, yeah, I just wanted to share what is happening. So, but for me, with everything that's been going on, it's been really hard because I feel, I felt defeated, overcome, uh, destroyed, in free fall, got no control, my enemies succeed over me. Um, the Lord's, you know, it felt like the Lord's not answered my prayers, but it's His will, according to His will, you see. Um, so many things in a combination makes a recipe. You need several ingredients to make a recipe. Everything is part of God's will. So I surrendered everything. I just accept whatever happens, happens. But also, how can God take you to a new pathway unless he shuts doors? So, it's amazing, it is. As I say, we had no hot water. I was so down, so depressed, I prayed to God. And my handyman came. I phoned him yesterday. He came today, he helped me on the Sabbath day. Now, the thing is, I would normally not ask for this help. But because my life really does, it feels like it's falling apart. I've just got to accept whatever's God's will. And I know that the Lord was providing an answer to my prayers. So, you know, when Jesus was healing people, on the Sabbath day, all the Pharisees and Sadducees would come up and accuse him. Oh, what are you doing? You healing on the Sabbath day. You shouldn't be doing this. But Christ said, well, am I meant to do good on the Sabbath day or bad? So in the same way, that's how I looked at this. And so, yeah, my handyman came over. We had a, a coffee and I made him a bacon sandwich. And um, we have also some other things which... I helped him with, and we help each other. So it's, it's really beautiful. Christ is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I just want to remind you that it, it really matters not what happens in the flesh, because it's only temporary. You're on a little mission. This isn't real. What's real is what's to come. And we can manifest this together. Because of what's happened with the churches, it's our duty now to leave the 99 to go and save the one. (laughs) We are like little sheep. And we take our instructions from, from the Word, from the Bible. Um... Like I say, I really like Derek Prince, but I don't idolize him. And how can I put this? Oh, yes. Okay. So 
So I've had some problems getting through to God, praying, getting answers to prayers, getting God to answer my prayers according to what I want, to lead them. And obviously I've talked about this and it's not what I want, it's what he wants, okay? Um, but I've been to churches and I've been to priests and I've been mocked, scoffed, laughed at. Hmm. And they wouldn't pray. Some of them wouldn't pray for me. And why? Because this is God showing that I don't need someone else to pray for you. You just need to talk to me. Because through all of your trials brings you closer to God. Your weakness gives you the strength through Christ. <laughs> but how can you be strengthened unless you're weak at the beginning? So you have to pull down building to rebuild it. You have to have manure to make flowers grow really well. Um, that's why with the white and the good, uh, black and the good and the bad, we ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Satan is evil. God is good. Um, so um, from darkness came the light after darkness. First there was darkness, then there was light. So uh, you need the manure before the plant will grow. Um you have to sow the seed before the seed will grow. You need water and you need sunshine. Uh, you need the word of God. He is the bread of life. You can't live on bread alone, but on the word of God. Um, everything means what it means, but it also means something else. Wow, it's amazing it is. Blow your mind. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I've had a bit of a tickly cough. <coughs> I have had problems with my heart as well. <coughs> okay, so in my head. <laughs> so, because it's a test on the heart. It's very interesting it is. Um... So as I've talked to you before, when you have a fire, felt fire, things grow beautifully afterwards. So the same. And when you know the end, you'll know the beginning. <clears throat> so the Bible is written in such a way that actually the beginning could be anywhere as well. That's the other thing that I think is so amazing about the Bible, about his word. Um, because there was first darkness. Now you notice in the revelation, it's a revealing of the truth, but also opening eyes to see and ears to hear for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear that people are thrown into the furnace. <coughs> but what comes afterwards? Life again. So this is what I believe. Through death is life. Everything is uh, a manifestation of God's word in a different way, different, uh, different illustration. Whether that's in the physical or the spiritual. Um, hmm. So very interesting. Oh yes, another thing I had download. Uh, I've always said about Afrikaans being the original language of Africa, otherwise why is Africa called Africa? Mm -hmm. With Afrikaans as the main language, okay? Um, so we know that Afrikaans is not a new language. 
from this alone, but I also had it in a dream. Okay, and then what I had this week was about the stars and astronomy. I was like, yeah. What I was shown is that all the stars um, and the horoscopes, it's called a horror, okay, horoscope, and you get the fallen angels, which are stars, and then we've got the stars in heaven, um, which represent mythological creatures and peoples and uh, fallen angels. But it's also written in the stars. Hmm. Again, this confirms about the fallen angels, that they rule with Satan this world, as in horoscope astrology now god also uh used times and seasons and the moon but his uh clarification the moon the full moon is bad yeah because they they like their full moon don't they the pagans and then god talks about the new moon uh so it is about times and seasons oh yes another thing i had a download was uh in the beginning when I read the books of Enoch, there were 30 days, 12 months of 30 days, 360 days. Okay. I was like, yeah, okay. This is when I was getting the stuff about the stars um, and that everything goes around in a circle as well. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, so the roads are 180, as in 180 degrees flat, and a circle is 360 degrees. So... If you notice, when you look at the horoscopes, it's also in a circle. Why? Because it's a wheel within a wheel and a time within a time. It's an eon, as in Napoleon. Napoleon uh, taking a nap. God is L from God, from his eon, from his age. So um, they're trying to deceive us. Uh, so very interesting it is. Um, so the other thing I know is that Jesus had coins, which were Johannes coins. Um, I think it's the 16, 1700s, something like this, uh, in Germany and also, um, is it Turkey? No, it wasn't Turkey. It was, uh, I can't remember the culture now. But either way, these coins existed with Christ on one side and on the other side, we have a snake on a cross and that, uh, I think it's Numbers 19. It's written on there. So why would you have coins? You only have coins for rulers because Jesus says, give to Caesar what is due to Caesar and give to God what is due to God, as in Julius Caesar in July and August Augustus. So also the stars, the horoscope, so clever it is. We're in the Gregorian calendar. Beginning of the year is Capricorn, which is a goat. Um... And on the maps, we've also got uh, 
Capricorn and Cancer. Hmm. Cancer, as I've already said, I believe is worms. Hmm. So, as I've told you before, the beginning of the year always, I, I believe, is meant to represent the age. So we must be in the age of Capricorn, possibly. Uh, this, this is what I had in a dream. Mm. Capricorn is the goat, which is Satan. We're in the Gregorian calendar. Something's happened with our timelines and things. Oh, yes, another thing I was thinking about this week was World War One. Hmm. You know, the pictures we see of World War One. I wonder sometimes if this was from our last reset, which is about a hundred and something years, every reset. We had free electric. We had mud flood of some kind and lots of people died. Petrol, coal, steam trains came after that with Satan's new ACDC with the lightning bolt, electricery, electricity. There must have also been warm baths as well, lots of warm baths everywhere. Um, and they've done everything they can to dismantle them. Don't know why, but I, I was thinking about that. Because if you think about a place called Bath in England, they got the what used to be warm baths, and this was Roman. And they all used to sit there and soak, and, you know, in the hot baths and spa. And we have one in the town where I am, uh, but it's been demolished. And then you can see the stone remnants of some type of temple, um, spa facility, all down the pier, where the stones are so beautifully cut. And it's like a marble, and they're the size of trucks and vans, so big, with iron bars engraved in, well, ingrained into the stone. And it looks like stone, but it's made by man. So this is another thing uh, they call about the current uh, system as the Masons, the Masons. Um, which is part of the Roman uh, Catholics, the Templars. Now, what I believe happened is Solomon, King Solomon's mines was in Africa. Uh, they raided uh, King Solomon's mines because it wasn't just the mines, the, the money and the gold that they took. It was all the knowledge and the wisdom and all the books. And this is the Templars with their red cross, which, if you know, is the Britannia. But... Um, it's also to, to, to do with the Masons. It's all connected. Uh, there was a, a truck, uh, not a truck, uh, like a holiday coach. And it had something written on it. And it represents the UK, uh, or sort of Scotland, but it's, it's in the Bible and I, th I hadn't connected it, but it confirmed to me everything I've been thinking and saying. We're in, we're in Babylon in England anyway. This is the Babylonian Empire. They've got the Red Cross. Okay. Um, they use the serpent on, on all of the ambulances and, um, 
the cross of Christ has been changed. Um, Jesus, when he died, uh, the cross is a representation of death, as I've already said, and they've changed it, I believe, also. Um, apparently it had a circle. So I've been told. I mean, I don't know what to believe, okay? But on a lot of the old, old books, you can find the circle behind the cross with Christ's figure there. Hmm. Um, when I was listening to Derek Prince today, um, I was reminded to get rid of anything pagan or uh, that didn't represent God and might bring demonic forces into the house. Right, okay. So what I had um, some time back, I'd bought this book and it was a, a Mason's type book. And I had thought, oh, this is very interesting. And I'd kept this book and uh, I put it somewhere. I can't find it anywhere. But I was looking for it. So I must throw that out. And then I went through a lot of other things, all my books, and I just threw away anything with Roman Catholic stuff in it. So I was led by the Spirit to do. Because so I've come to know that the Catholics don't represent or worship God in any way. Um, and neither do the fake Jews. And neither do the, the Muslims. They're all on the wrong team. But you see, I've got a, a really close friend who is, I would say, more Muslim. But he and I are really good friends. And I adore him, love him to pieces. And, uh, you know, he believes in Jesus. He's done the sinner's prayer. But he still is with his own religion somehow, also still believes in God. And I can't, um, I'm not here to judge him. Uh, I'm here as a child of God. And we both pray to God together as children of God. And I know God looks at us both, and he loves him very much. As in, God loves him, and God loves me. Um, how can I put this? How do you know that you're the fastest racing driver on earth if you've never had the chance to race a car? Like Ayrton Senna, you know, he was the fastest racing driver at one point. But how would we know he was? Because other people don't get the opportunity. So, in the same way, some people, they really love God. And they don't realize that they're on, they're praying to the wrong God. But God can see this. Um, and God loves us. He loves us all. It's about unity. And bringing people to Christ. Um, one, once you've read the Bible and you know the words, the words confirm everything. Because you can dissect the words, you can take the words apart, and they confirm that Christ is real and that God is real and that God is in control of everything. I can tell you this. But you don't get this through any other religion or any other book. But you wouldn't recognize that unless you came to know it yourself. 
So those who don't know, we must pray for them. Like Christ, when he got killed, he said, God, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Because they do not know what they're doing. And they didn't. So your enemies also, they don't know. So we must take pity on them. So it's, it's very humbling, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I was saying to my friend about um, making plans for what's coming, being prepared. So she was saying, oh, there's going to be electricity shortages and all the rest of it. I said, yeah, no, it's, it's what happened in Africa. It'll happen. Yeah. I said, but to be honest, I'll be glad with no electricity. Um, because um, everything's through the electric. I said, but in a way, obviously we'll miss all the luxuries, but it's back to basics, guys. What do you really need? A Bible and some clothes. How often should you wash? How often should you shampoo, sham and poo your hair? Um, all this kind of thing. Really rethink everything. Um, I know quite a few people who don't use shampoo. They don't use any products on their themselves anymore. It's very interesting. Okay, so the other thing we're talking about is when this happens, the telephone boxes. Now, it's very interesting because I was saying to my friend, with the telephone boxes in England, The telephone boxes are just like the post boxes. They're the same color, same manufacturer. You can tell the same designer was at work. So the post offices must have been very important. And they're much older than we realize. Post boxes, post offices, the whole, what is a post office? Exactly. What was it originally? What were banks originally? What were the courts of justice? These big buildings. But back to where I was going, telephone boxes. Now, we've gone from old-fashioned telephones to mobiles. First we had 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, 6G now coming. Um, And our technology has advanced. The old-fashioned telephone system we had the transatlantic cable, which was laid in the 1886, supposedly, but I don't believe this. And why would you lay a telephone cable under the ocean? Strange. We currently got telephone cables in the air. I'm asking questions about these things because I wonder why they're in the air, not under the ground. Why have we got some things under the ground and some things above the ground? What are the drain covers for? Was there a sewage system, a different sewage system? Did we even have a sewage system? Is the sewage system the old waterwork system? These are the questions I ask. The drain covers, the manhole covers, they're really old, much older than we believe that we're told. They've got names on them. 
So interesting it is. Got telephone boxes that look much older than what they are. Uh, the, the old fashioned, you know, with the checkered uh, iron frame, the red frame, with the word telephone written on the top. What was a telephone? When you ring someone, why do you ring them? What is a ring? But something you put on your finger. Is it a bond between two people? Why is the telephone when you phone someone called ring? Why is it called a telephone? I don't know. These are questions I ask. Maybe I've got too much time on my hands. <laughs> but the telephone boxes, none of them function as telephone boxes anymore. They've all been disassembled and now they are defibrillators. And what I was saying to my friend, it's a bit like a movie where um, the people who've been taken over by Satan, they can, they connect up through a telephone box. Imagine it. It's like something you'd see on a movie. Why do vaccinated people need to go in these telephone boxes and go on the, the defibrillator? Unless it's a latest uh, update for the download or a, it, it could easily be off a film, couldn't it? I mean, it's strange. Uh, for me, it's a strange thing. I just, I don't know. I can't get my head around it. I don't understand what this thing is for. But I haven't done a lot of research. But it, it's strange that they're not telephone boxes anymore and they've all been turned into these new things. Hmm. Also, when you go to fill up your car with tires, uh, with air, you have to pay by card. Soon you won't be able to get air for your tires unless you've got a card or a banking system. Why is it we have to put our PIN number in again and again when it's supposed to be contactless? Mm. Why is it called a bank card? What is a card? What is plastic? Who invented plastic? Hmm. Where does plastic come from? Where does bicarbonate of soda come from? Where do you get salt? Where do crystals come from? Why do mountains still grow? Why do some of the tops of mountains look like the top of trees? They've been cut off. Trees have been cut. Tree stumps. Why are there so many properties with windows half in the ground? Why is Table Mountain Table Mountain? Why is it so flat? What happens? If we had technology before, what did we go around in? How come there were balloons that connected to buildings? Why were there restaurants on these flying balloon things? I saw a restaurant train the other day, going on the train. I thought to myself, God, it's weird. I was thinking about train lines. There was this hotel and it went onto the sea, the front of the property, and across the front 
was a train line which we were on. I was on the train and went through. And I was thinking, oh, it's like um, scary, actually. You could have a little child running down there. Nothing would stop the train from hitting that child. Then we got the roads and then we got the little gates and the ringing bells and the lights where you can't go through because there's a train coming. Hmm. Roads also are interesting. The fact that cars can go so fast and you could step out in front of a car and be killed. There's no barriers. I don't know, I question everything. Who made the piers? There's so many questions I have. I'm like a child, just ask so many questions and I don't have the answers. I'm sorry I don't have the answers. It's like where I live. It used to be a hotel. Um, when all the electric was off, I could hear voices from my chimney area, from the road. Made me think, well, there must be tunnels under here. How come there's wells by the um, seafront where I am? Why is there wells? What, what were in the wells? Where, what is the underground? What was the underground? Why is there still like remnants of old cities in the underground? Um, what is the sewer system in America? Why does it steam? Um, hmm. Strange. Lots of questions. I'm afraid I don't have all the answers. So this is sort of my list of ongoing questions that I'm always asking because I know that the answers will lead me back to the truth. Hmm. I hope you've enjoyed this sermon. I want you to know that Christ is with us all. And uh, I love you all. I don't know what my fate is, <laughs> but God knows. And I'm in God's hands. It's all according to his will. And if it's his will, then I must trust it. It's his purpose. I've had people say to me, you know, um, oh, you know, God can't physically come and help you. I said, oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he will. Um, spiritually and physically, just as Satan manifests himself in the flesh through the spirit and spiritual forces of the darkness can inhabit humans. We've got the same, the opposite to this in the good way. So we've got the strength because the light always overcomes the darkness and Christ spirit dwells inside you, which is the light and the word and the truth and the love. It's all joined together through love. So that's why it's so important to get rid of all the negative. Don't let yourself have negative thoughts. Always, always come back to Christ and unity through his word and the love of Christ that is with us. We have peace and joy in the Lord. We have victory through his death. We already have conquered death through Christ. We just have to live it out in the word according to God's will so that the inheritance comes to the right people 
and we prove ourselves worthy. Um, that's why it says you've got to prove yourself worthy. Um, and you've got to test the word, check the word, check everything, make sure it's true. Uh, don't believe everything you hear. Um, it's a conspiracy. It says this in the Bible. It's a conspiracy. Oh, um, yes, everything is. And it's propaganda as well. Uh, newsflash. We're saved in Christ. We're alive in Christ. We have victory through Christ. Jesus Christ rules. He is our ruler. And uh, the ruler of this world is Satan. Only temporarily until Christ comes and renews it back to us again. Because we followed Satan in the garden. Yes, we did. So that's why Christ came. To set us free because we became followers of Satan. Okay, so the other thing I realized is that so through following Satan, we became followers of Satan, good and evil, having to find our good and evil. And that's where we're in this earth at the moment for this purpose. Because God is beyond time, space, matter, we're made in the image of God. So in a sense, we, when we are taken out of the garden, notice garden is an anagram for dragon. <laughs> It's interesting, it is. Okay. Um, guardian as well. So there's a lot of words that connect. Guardian angel. Da -da -da -da. And we were taken out of this garden. We were a guard, had guardian over us, as in God, uh, into a fleshly body, away from... Um, God's essence, his spirit, because we're made in the image of God. And that's why it's unnatural for us to be in the fleshly bodies. Christ is uh, about us being the spirit because that's our natural habitat. That's why we're in the world, but we're not of the world. If you understand it in this way, this is the way I think about it, okay? I may not be right, but this is how I make sense of it, and this is what I get, my understanding of it. So temporarily, we're in the flesh, but Christ has redeemed us from flesh and death to the Spirit again, back to the beginning. Through death, we have resurrection in Christ. To be made alive in Christ. And I think that pretty much sums up everything I want to say today. <laughs> May the Lord be with you. And uh, oh, just a quick thing. If you're having problems sleeping, your heart paces too fast, um, you're coughing, uh, there's a few things you can do. Uh, switch off your electricity at night um, and your Wi-Fi. Switch off your phone. Take out your SIM card, put it in a Faraday cage, or get yourself a little bag that you can buy. Um, protect yourself against the AI, um, the electricery. Uh, try sleeping in a different place or swapping your bed around as well. Okay. 
Um, I believe everything is about where you're lying when you sleep. Because lying is lying as well. Yes. So a lot of things. And also, uh, think about what you're eating. Um, if your heart is racing, it's uh, there's many things you can do to, to stop the racing. Breathe more. Take long, deep breaths because it's about oxygen getting through to your heart. Um, I believe that uh, the, uh, the negative electricity takes out the oxygen of the air. Okay. It's a proven fact anyway. So this means that when you're breathing, you're not getting is- enough oxygen as well. So with all the electrical currents, because it's an electric grid, AI, this is going to affect your heart. Um, and I believe that many people are dying from heart attacks. So, but some people may not notice the uh, things. I, I've got an aching heart, achy, breaky heart. And I think it's all connected with electrics. That's just my personal belief. And with that, um, also bicarbonate soda. Used to heal everything, even cures cancer. That's what the label said before we had antibiotics. Uh, so, biotics is a funny word, isn't it? Hmm. Um, it's like robotics, isn't it? If you think about it. Um, they're trying to put uh, graphene in us, which um, changes who we are. Oh, yes, I need to quickly show you this as well. It's another quick download. Um, so they're putting stuff in the air um, with the spraying. Uh, what are they doing? Uh, well, I think it's um, metallic-type particles. Uh, they are magnetic. A lot of food products are magnetic now. It's putting a type of, like, metal in our bodies. It's changing who we are. Um, so we've got to be careful what we eat. We've got to start, you know, maybe growing our own vegetables and this kind of thing. Being a bit more careful about meat products and what we eat and cooking our food and things like this. But also, if electrical things... um and magnets and things are all affect, um, you can uh, pick up things with the magnet, can't you, metals. So this is all about currents and vibration and magnetics and electrics. Mm. So we're going to try and get rid of toxins out of your body. So do a flush. So the way I recommend is, is fasting is very good. Um, bicarbonate soda, um, What's the other one? Um, Damascus, uh, Damascus Earth. Um, all of the things that cure cancer, really, uh, get rid of worms. Treat it like you've got worm infestation. Because um, there's funny things that are found in the people who have been injected. They look like worm-type things. Uh, long, and some of them are very big things. And uh, black, uh, and uh, this uh, graphene is in the phones, uh, it's in, in the injections, uh, it's in the food products. So it's going to have a reaction to the electricity and the currents and radiation, EMF, 
um, and vibrations, audio. Um, that's another thing I've discovered is audio um, somehow affects it. So plays gospel music if you can. That helps playing the Bible. Um, it neutralizes. I think it's all vibration. So it's good vibrations versus negative vibrations. It's just my personal thinking. Hmm. Light always overcomes the darkness. Uh, so that's just give you a flavor of that. Uh, I had that this week. Um, I don't have all the answers, but these are the things I've been shown. I hope it helps you. I love you all in Christ. Please pray for our brothers and sisters. Pray for me. Um, pray that this ministry can continue. I'm not completely destroyed. Um, and that the Lord will manifest his will in my life. Uh, everything he plans. And that I may be pleasing to him and that you are the same. Pleasing to him and that his will only manifest in your lives. And our brothers and sisters, we've got to pray for each other. Even though we can't see each other, sometimes we don't even know each other. But we're all unified in the body through the spirit. So there's lots of us. We just haven't met each other yet. It's beautiful, really. Um, let's close with the sinner's prayer. If you wish to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, Rumbles, BitChute, Videos, GodFM Media on uh, Telegram. If you want to email me, admin at godfm.org.uk. You can also phone me if you want to look up our telephone number, www.godfm.org.uk. Um, and uh, let's close. I love you all. Um, oh, if you want to email me, you can. I've already given you that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for our sins. I know that you are the Son of God, that you are made alive in the flesh to set us free from sin, death, and darkness. I know that I'm a sinner and I beg forgiveness for my sins. In Jesus' mighty name, I cast out all demons, hexes, witchcraft, Satan, all demonic forces. I cast them out in the blood of Christ. I take authority and I break your chains of control in my life and over my brothers' and sisters' lives. In Jesus Christ, I do this now, in the authority which I am given as a child of God. I cut those chains, and I accept my salvation, my free gift from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, through being a child of God and being reborn in Christ. I do this, and I say this for all the brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening and who are not listening. If our families have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or anything evil, I ask the Lord to re free us right now from anything demonic and any curses that we might have fallen under through following pagan rituals, festivals, Christmas, anything like this. Please forgive us, Lord. Break those chains. Please pass us the blessings of Abraham. Give us the blessings that you promised Abraham. And forgive us in your grace through Jesus Christ's death. We ask you in the name of Jesus for all our brothers and sisters right now.
Thank you, Lord, for saving us, even though we don't deserve it. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, that you'll give them the wisdom, understanding, knowledge to navigate this world and the light of Christ to share the love of the gospel, the word, the truth, our salvation and their salvation through Christ, our Redeemer, who died and gave us victory through dying on the cross for us. Please provide for all our needs, essentials, in the flesh, as we're in the fleshly bodies. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one and all of our desires of the flesh. Please take over. We surrender everything over to you, my Lord, our Lord. Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, we surrender everything over to you. And we thank you for loving us. Please heal all of us of any toxins, any injections, any pharmaceutical products, anything that will harm us. Please cleanse our bodies. Please cleanse our bodies and cast out anything demonic. Please break any chains of any witchcraft or curses or black magic in our lives. Please release us now and pour the blessings of Abraham on us, I pray. Please demonstrate that you are with us in everything we do. Reinforce our faith and our grace and our mercy that we've received from you. The love of Christ fall upon all of us, that we don't feel alone and that we feel encouraged and motivated that we lift our vibration and know who we are and feel reassured. I pray this now in the mighty name of Jesus, that you provide, please, Lord, a home, food, and all the necessary things that we need, income, and that you will pass, pass the blessings of Abraham onto us all. Reinforce this because I know how important Abraham was to you, Father. It's the fact that he was prepared to sacrifice his own son for you. So you sacrificed Jesus for us. That's why Abraham is the father of all the nations. That's why you're the son of the Father. So very interesting, my Lord. I hope this sermon is pleasing to you. Please heal anyone of any heartaches. I pray specifically for my friend Lamb that you'll heal his heart, completely renew him, and make him feel confident that he won't have a cough anymore. His heart beat normally. He'll have all the energy he had, and you'll completely heal him. Please, Jesus, I pray. I pray for anyone else that's got the same problems. I pray for myself in this house that you'll remove all the demonic presence, control, and protect me. And that it be your will in my life and in everyone else's. I thank you, Jesus, for loving us. In Jesus' mighty name, 
Thank you, Father. It's Aisha from God FM. I hope you all have an amazing day and evening. Take care.